Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, all around the world, stay tuned. We are taking over your airwaves in three, three two, two, one. conservative talk show host the left hates Romeo Hill on the Romeo show call in now at 516-666-9806 and it all starts now it's time to crank it up oh yes ladies and gentlemen you're listening to the Romeo show live on blog talk radio and rightwingmedia.net and we would like to thank all of our sponsors that are sponsoring the show but ladies and gentlemen today we have a big Huge topic for you, no pun intended, with the Trump. Oh, gee, did I give that away? Yes. Well, unfortunately, we have possible evidence that might lean towards Trump knowing about the virus before it ever happened. Now, here's where we got this. Thanks to some of our staff members here at rightwingmedia.net for taking a little bit of extra time out of the day to create a video for us. And before we roll the video, we do want to mention to everyone that we are only going by what we possibly know as just things that might lead to dot connections, you know, just the simplest things. So go ahead and let's listen to the little clip and we'll talk a little bit about it. So roll the clip. Scott Hum here. Forgive me for dipping. Everybody who's anybody in conspiracy theory has been clamoring on Fauci, Dr. Anthony Fauci, as being the weakest link in what President Trump called the Wuhan flu. Maybe not. Let's put it this way. Here's some a connection that nobody's brought up yet. And it just dawned on me because it is so simple and logical. And here's how I came on that connection. President Trump sitting in the White House during January 6th of last year. He was briefed, he would have had to have been, by the FBI and the CIA. Yeah, I know CIA is international, but they would have briefed him anyway about the attempted capital takeover. That's what it was, a capital takeover. I've seen enough PR events. That was not a PR event. PR events are nice. PR events are planned. PR events are not spontaneous. So he knew about it. Now, 
with how laid back President Trump was, it, I started making these connections. And who has to sign off on great expenditures of money internationally? Either overtly or indirectly. The President of the United States. As another President of the United States once said, by the name of uh, Harry Truman, the buck stops here. Or does it? It's conceivably possible that President Trump knew about the questionable conditions of the Wuhan lab. I guess what I'm getting at, I'll get down off my bully pulpit. Bully pulpit is the uh, just because you have some degree of influence, you can, you know, stand up and get more attention. Maybe I can. But here's the thing. Again, what if Trump knew about how shaky the Wuhan lab was, how primitive wet markets were nearby, how researchers were all over clamoring to gather bat samples. What if he, he didn't sign off, or did he? Who knows? I'd like to find out. Fact checkers, could you guys find out if President Trump signed off on any of the Wuhan lab, any of the expenditures? And if there was indeed any degree of gain of function, the big if, the smoking gun, if that everybody's looking for, that Fauci denies, then Trump former president Donald Trump is also responsible for the COVID-19 crisis and all of its permutations all of its variations all of its variants I hope that's not the case but it could be and uh, we at rightwingmedia.net and the Weird Radio Network, the Weird Media Network. We'll see, we, I, will see you later. Wow. So these possible accusations are pretty hard to fathom. And I am going to warn a lot of you people that are potential Trump supporters out there that these are allegations that are not yet found Factual, they're just possible connections. Now, here's where I'm going to stand with this and why I think this connection does make sense to me. Number one, if Trump knew about the Chinese virus, why would he tell anyone before anybody else knew about the virus? Well, here's a simple first answer. Because possibly if Trump knew about this virus, he was going to use this virus this 
supposedly this was his idea. We don't know, but this was probably one of his possible supposed ideas was to use the virus to take China down. And that would make a little bit of sense. But why, Romeo, would China be having Trump be told about that? That's weird. Well, it's easy because here's the good thing about this that we kind of are already looking at as more connections, that the U.S. government has posed evidence, supposed, not factual yet or 100% articulately proven, but supposed evidence that points and directs that the U.S. government has hands in the cookie jar. Now, which means that the government has supposedly funded the Wuhan lab for that coronavirus research. And why China would definitely want to use that now against us more than ever was, well, of course, if Trump was looking at evidence as to possibly use that against China, then China decided, well, since possibly Trump is going to use that against us, then we're going to use it against America. Makes sense. But here's another thing that doesn't make sense, is why would China not say anything to any of the American establishment or U.S. government officials besides talking to Trump about it? Possibly because maybe, oh, I don't know, China didn't want to tell anyone because not only was this a possible ability to attack America and make America look weaker than it is already, it is more now than ever a sign that China was going to have complete control of the opposition that we were going to use. But here's another thing that we got to factor in here. When we play with this idea that, well, supposedly China and Trump were hand-in-hand playing chess and checkers, if you will, we got to remember that Trump was the smartest man in the world. And this would not be a surprising idea or ideology, ideology, if you will, of Trump using this against China. But here's the thing. When you think about it, this is great because if this is truth, then China would have decided that any way, which way or form, whether it was a win or lose for Trump possibly using that against them, they were going to possibly still use it against us no matter what. No matter the outcome, it was going to still be used. Now, another thing that we got to think about this is that why would Trump not just only want to possibly use this against China, but why would why didn't Trump not do it? Or why would it be, I, I guess you could consider a possible fail on Trump's part if this was his ideal or his ideology of taking the weaponized virus, the coronavirus, which is weaponized now, and it is weaponized and it's considered weaponized because it is used against the United States to put America on its knees, just like what supposedly Trump was trying to do with China. And Trump 
did not win or had a fail because maybe Trump had the logical idea that if he did this, then not only would it take China down on its knees, but it would backfire on the whole plan by causing pandemically like it is today in the United States and cause the same amount of damage as it is doing now and today more than ever. And not only would China be affected, but still the whole United States would be affected. I, as Romeo Hill, would like you to join the Romeo Show, join the conversation. And if you are listening live, please do join the conversation at 516-666-9806. We are live and talking about this all day today. This is the biggest topic we are going to talk about. But before we take any callers, we do have to remind you that this is something that we need to pay attention to. Now, could this potentially make Trump a bad person or a good person? Well, I don't think it would make Trump look very good either, but why in the world would Trump's administration not speak to the FBI, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, or the Homeland Security about this, and Trump's movement to possibly use and weaponize and demonize this potential virus that is now known to kill thousands, billions, and trillions of people and not stop him. Well, there's a lot of reasoning here, folks. But we will be right back after this brief commercial break. And you are listening to The Romeo Show. We will gladly take your calls, your emails, and... We will have this conversation right after this message. We will be right back. We all make choices about alcohol. Kids make choices whether to drink or not. Bye, Dad. Remember, I'm going to Alex's party tonight and sleeping over. Hey, remind me about that party again. And adults make choices whether to talk about it. That's true of parents and every other trusted adult in a kid's life. Kids want to know our expectations, and they want honest answers in everyday conversations. So talk with your kids and help lead them on a positive path. Because when you talk, they hear you. Learn more at underagedrinking.samsa.gov. When it comes to vaping, the truth can get clouded. So let's make it clear. Vaping is not safe for you. Because vaping can put microscopic particles into your lungs and dangerous things like metals into your body. And nicotine, which can harm a person's brain development through their mid-20s. With appealing flavors, high nicotine levels, and lots of promotion on social media. Many kids think vaping is harmless, but it's not. So talk to your kids about the risks of vaping. Because when you talk, they hear you. Learn more at underagedrinking.samsa.gov. I'll be here to hear what's on your mind. As an adult, kids want to know you're listening to them, but they also want to listen to you. When it comes to alcohol, they want to know your expectations and how and why to avoid underage drinking. Talking early and often about it in everyday conversations reinforces your message and keeps lines of communication open. For more information, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. We are back and live, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to The Romeo Show. We are glad to take your call. So if you would like to call in, please call in at 516 516- 666-9806. We're glad to have your call. We will gladly take your emails here in a moment. But before we do, we just 
want to remind you guys and gals and everyone listening that this is very important right now. Because if this is truth, then the question really needs to be answered to why would, again, none of the FBI, Homeland Security, or any other American state soil group agencies try to stop President Trump from possibly using this against China. Well, here's a few things I think will probably be very maybe surprising for you. One of the big reasons I think that they didn't want this to happen or allow this to be stopped, I guess, if you will, is because they wanted Trump to be deemed a person of terrorism and commit these terroristic acts by committing violence against China by supposedly using their own virus created and possibly have a little bit of funds by the U.S. by not stopping him, by making him look bad. That's weird, right? Why would America want Trump to look bad if he's supposedly the greatest president of the world? Well, it's simple, because the only thing about this is that if Trump is not stopped, then they can use that against him. So if they don't use Trump as a victim of war crimes, then they can't blame anybody. So they have to point blame at somebody. So who are they going to point blame to? Trump, of course. So they couldn't just not blame anybody. They have to wait for one person to make the wrong move. And if this is truth and Trump was doing this, then they were trying to wait for Trump to become the most horrific, unhumane person in the world. This is bad. And you'll have to excuse me, folks. The noise in the background that you hear This news right now has got everyone in the background shaking right now. We are on full red alert right now. Having to hear about this potential possibility, everyone in the studio right now is on very high stress right now level. And, of course, I'm being the one here telling you guys this. It really does not satisfy me to tell you this either. But let's go back to why do you think China – and Trump were hand-to-hand. I think this is more of a clever thought process of Trump. I think Trump possibly might have had a little bit of what you would call common decency or a little humane in his system, where he figured out that if he did this, he would not only be targeting China, but it would possibly go back to every other country that was out there. And it would backfire. So Trump probably didn't want to do that. So then Trump was like, you know what? Let's not do this. Let's wait for China to take the first shot, pot shot at us. And then China would be the one that would be the bad guys, of course. So that's what I think would happen that had happened. But why did Trump play off the virus? like getting the shot and saying, oh, no, we don't have to worry about it. You know why I think Trump did this? Not only because I think Trump wanted to play this off to keep cool so that he possibly doesn't look like an instigator of the situation, 
but also because when Trump was supposedly going to be doing this, he had to make himself look like a prince in knight in shining armor. Ladies and gentlemen, this might not make a lot of sense, but this makes sense to me. I think Trump wanted to make himself look like a knight in shining armor, and nobody would deem him a bad person by attacking China with their supposed own their own weapon that was now weaponized because the virus is killing thousands of people. So that's why I use the word weaponized. And it's pretty simple. But here's the thing. So when Trump realized that, okay, you know, maybe I can't do that because it would backfire and definitely take the fatality rate would be higher than or be the same as it is now, I can't do that because then I would be considered, oh, what's the word for a war criminal committing a war crime against another country that we don't even know, ladies and gentlemen, if there was a treaty against China and America. Now, if there is a treaty that was signed against China and America, then Trump would have broken that treaty and been deemed a war criminal, for sure. And he would have been arrested, handcuffed, and dragged out of that White House faster than you can say Kim Kardashian. You can think all you want that that might not be a possibility, but that is a guess, an estimate of why I think that clip right there shows what Trump's his thinking is all about. So... Why did Trump just then let China attack us first? Easy. Because if China would have attacked us first, it would have made China definitely put themselves in a position to look bad. Not bad as in like, well, they're not good guys. Well, of course, we know this is bad, bad. But to make themselves look bigger and more like a Bully compared to how weak and measly the United States is looking right now. And I'm sorry, folks, to have to say that, but it is true. But if we have any callers, please do press 1 on your keypad now and call in at 516-666-9806. Do we have any callers, Scott? Not as of right yet, but we do have... um if you have law, if you log back into Facebook, you have some articles that I'm uh, that you had us research that I think will be very interesting. I do too, but I'm, can I get to those later? Because this is more intriguing yes. to me. I I am really intrigued with how brilliant you thought of this. This was brilliant. Well, nobody in the not, news media really. has ever thought of this yet. Well, Trump uh, was in just, I mean, some of the things I've come across, he has been in a trade war with China. But, I mean, for example, uh, just buzzing through some of the articles about it that are interesting, uh, OAN News uh, just released a Project Veritas report that exposed gain-of-function research again which uh, you've referred to as weaponizing, which is almost correct. 
the offices of budget and management uh, discussed how uh, this was another thing that you had us uncover how basically Trump had to sign off on big expenditures and he would have known about the Wuhan lab. And of course, also uh, New York Post confirms that the Wuhan virus lab uh, study was funded by U.S. taxpayers indirectly through the uh, not just the National Institute of Health, but also the National Institute, uh, National Institute of um, I forget the other sub agency. BBC News had um, asked a question just uh, not too far back. Was the U.S. money used to fund risky research in China? Uh, NIH admits, according to Vanity Fair, funding risky research in the Wuhan lab. And just recently, Wall Street Journal is uh, in an opinion piece uh, stating Fauci and U.S. funding of the Wuhan lab and how bad that is and has been and can be. And I just started putting everything together, and I don't know what to say, except I'm surprised it has not gone out. Uh, it's like the movie Romeo, the China Syndrome, where, oh, yeah. yeah, from the 1970s, in which Jack Lemmon um, was the engineer, lead engineer at a nuclear power plant that had a big potential accident. And Jane Fonda, playing a news reporter, was there with her crew and filming it. And uh, at the end, she goes, I hope this will be looked at. I hope this is not the end. We have reached out before uh, broadcast time, I should tell your listeners, to several media agencies. And they are going to be listening to this show, if not directly on the show, but also on its archives on Blog Talk Radio, Podchaser, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Acast, Player FM, Sounder FM, and Apple Podcasts. And I hope it is not the end of it. I hope there is a big investigation because that leads a lot of questions. And as a Republican, I'm sorry to say this against former President Trump. Yeah. And, you know, Here's another thing that I think of why Trump didn't possibly do the attack that he was supposedly going to try to do was because he knew that number one reason was where do we get most of our stuff? China, right? China right. makes things pretty cheap, pretty easy, and pretty much we know that most of the product China can easily get to quicker than you can say Mac and cheese. That's pretty quick. So, yeah. number one, China is not going to be outdued by Germany, Switzerland, or any other country because none of those countries are going to have the product that the United States will need to stay stable. So, this is why I think China knew that instead of using the nuclear weapon, they decided to do the virus, use the virus against us, was because here's the realization of this. If China nuked us, it wouldn't only just affect us, but it would affect them. It would basically be a world, worldwide pandemic epic 
mass destruction of epic proportion. It's, I'm stuttering. I'm just so flabbergasted to think that somebody like this man that I voted for would ever possibly have the idea of trying to do this. I'm so flabbergasted. You brought up a good point also about the uh, trade issues with China. Uh, it gets a little worse because of a lot of the problems going on with China and getting products in from China to the United States. Also because of many of the Teamsters and so on around the uh, western seaboard docks, you know, have been falling sick in the last few months with COVID. Today, uh, here's a news item that uh, you may not have heard yet, you may have, but it's not very good. The country we've been getting a lot of goods from after China, Canada. The CDC today just oh, yeah. released a no-visit uh, advisory to Canada. So we may be having even more trouble getting goods to stores and so on because of this development that just hit today. Well, and it's not only that, but here's the other problem that I see for the day. I perceive this happening. So not only was it possibly, like you said, the good trades and now no lockdown, you know, kind of the big lockdown for Canada. And I feel bad for uh, our friend, Canadian Ricky, comedian Canadian Ricky out there. Um, hope you're doing good, buddy. Um, but here's the thing. China has the most the most unsafest, and I'm looking this up as I'm speaking to you about this, the most unsafest work habits in the entire country. And here's why China was able to get away with what they could do. Number one, it states here that China, for all its worth, is ran by CCP. Now, if you don't know what CCP stands for, it's Chinese Communist Party. China is ran by a supposed communist leader, Kung Pao Chicken. I don't know his name, but I, whatever his name is. But the Chinese leader is a communist. So is you can't go against Jinping, Ping, Ping, what? Uh, Xi Jinping. Xi Jinping, okay. Mm -hmm. So you can't go against Xi Jinping because if you do, you will either get put in jail or you will potentially possibly get killed. So that being said, this is why I think that China, some of Chinese people, now we're not gonna say, I'm not saying that all Chinese people are bad, I'm just only saying the political party in China is the worst. But the Chinese government, shall we say, are the ones responsible for the lack thereof, safety and concern of the Chinese population. Because it goes without saying that there is no restrictions. Like here in the United States, we have a whole, you would have to jump literally through hoops. We would, our government would literally have to jump through a trillion hoops just to be able to create a virus like that. And honestly, I don't think our government would even think of how irrational that would be. So they would say, eh, no. 
they would X nay on the COVID nay kind of thing. So in China, they don't care about who gets sick. They don't care about how it's going to possibly affect their workers and the work conditions of the workers, the fact of how unsafe having to handle, say, potential virus that was created in the lab and the work environment being as it is, is not OSHA regulated. So OSHA would have a cow, and I, I, I want to know if any of you guys and gals out there work for OSHA, please do call in next Tuesday into the show, and I want to hear what you guys have to, you guys and gals and possible OSHA workers have to say about this. Because I'm sure you guys would have a fit, a conundrum fit, with the work environment that they are working in. And not only that, here it says that China's top 10 most problems are not only in the industrial of nuclear waste management, but coal mines. Coal mines that are ran in unsafe conditions and not safe for work or workers thereof, saying anybody. And they still allow them to go into the coal mines and go into the work environment that they must go into being paid less than minimum wage here in America. Think about this, ladies and gentlemen. China. This is why China does not care about how they create things. Because number one, they're not going to get paid minimum wage or above wage for what they're doing or creating. They're gonna get not even close to that. They're gonna get less than that. And so do you really honestly think that they're gonna care, the government's gonna care about them? No. Do you think that the people working there are going to want to turn around and say, oh, I'm, I, I hate this. I really don't want to do this today, Bob. Please don't make me do this. No, they are going to do it no matter what. Number one, because they are controlled by the communist Chinese Communist Party group, the regime of the Communist Chinese Party group, I should say. And two, because they have to support their family. And whichever way they can make money, they are going to try to do it. So in order to support and keep their families alive and happy and healthy, they aren't going to go against what they know would possibly be a big endangerment, not only to them, but to the entire United Nation and a, a way across the globe and the continent. They are only well, doing it to support their family. Well, Romeo, uh, according to SidMartinBio.org, uh, he had mentioned in his website that the State Administration of Work Safety in China is reporting that their state council, a non-ministerial agent uh, for the government for the People's Republic of China, is responsible for the regulation of risk of occupational safety and wealth in China, but there's a lot of overlap and so on, and it in a lot of their agencies that don't even uh, talk together. And see, Scott, thank you for that too. But ladies and gentlemen, we got to remind ourselves, 
that this is something that potentially we have to look at. And as a Trump supporter myself, I find it kind of very disheartening, very hard pill to swallow, pardon the pun. And, you know, it's not easy to have to report these things. And again, here at Right Wing Media, normally we love to bring you good news and go Trump and stuff like that. But this is something that we have to face is that China and Trump, like Scott just said, you know, Trump was definitely in on China's trade deals. So, but here's the bigger question that I still kind of am wondering, and maybe some of you callers out there could help, is if we owe China $1.8 trillion, which is what I guess Trump said, or possibly calculated, which I can't even fathom, I can't even calculate that high. That's above my pay grade here. And I only make, what, $10 an hour? Only $10. That's it. That's not even Chinese but, wages. Exactly. That's not even China's wages. And we owe China $1.8 trillion. So how in the heck is China able to afford that, supposedly afford the equipment, the materials, and the cost of everything in between to create this virus by themselves. They can't. They had to have possibly somebody with a big wallet and a bunch of, well, pardon the pun, I know you did the, uh, the pre- one of the presidents, the butt stops here, but that's a lot of bucks. That is a lot of dinero. And China couldn't have done that alone. So I guess, obviously, it does make sense to why America had the hand in the cookie jar. But here's the other thing that I'm kind of thinking about, too, is that, well, what would be the reason for China if we, if it is possible or potential that the U.S. government was involved in the cookie jar scheme, why would China decide to turn around and bite us? Well, it's easy because China knows that we are pretty weak. We will not be able to stop the nuclear attacks. We would not be able to stop the virus because by the time that the virus came out, we would be in crucial lockdown, meaning the Air Force people would not be able to respond because that would be, China would be considered a hot spot for the virus, for the COVID-19 virus. And that would put risk of any military personnel going over there or boots on ground or flying over potentially being there would put American people at higher risk of catching the virus. So China knew, and these were, this is where it comes down to clever China. And you got to give it to China. They are clever when it comes to not playing nice sometimes. That they knew that we would not be able to respond if they made us lock down. So instead of doing the nuclear weapon, they decided that, well, nuclear weapons would work. Yes, it would take everybody to kingdom come, but it would also affect them. It would basically wipe everybody out. God's green earth would be poof, gone. So they didn't want to do that. 
They wanted to make America's mis- Americans miserable by using the weapon that supposedly that Trump was trying to use against them by using it against us and going, ha ha, you silly Americans, you think you can do it, but guess what? We're going to do it back to you. You poke at us, we poke back. You're listening to The Romeo Show. Call in at 516-666-9806. We will be glad to take your emails next and your calls next after this brief message. Stick around, folks. They said method help me get through my exams. Totally safe. I could party all night. It would help me forget my problems. He said he'd love me forever. They said I wouldn't get hooked after the first hit. They lied. They lied. He lied. Find out the truth. The truth about drugs. Drugfreeworld.org. Drugfreeworld.org. According to the Oxford English Language Dictionary, cyberbullying is the use of electronic communication to bully a person, typically by sending messages of an intimidating or threatening nature. This definition doesn't differentiate about the age, education level, or even the emotional or experiential levels of a person receiving these types of words, images, or videos. Cyberbullying is bullying. And because the Internet travels across state lines, bullying someone online can be legally viewed as a federal offense. And based on the situation, cyberbullying can be remedied under civil or criminal law. And oftentimes, based on the actual and potential degree of harm, most U.S. states, Canadian provinces, and many countries have also made special efforts to address this growing issue. In fact, cyberbullying is often viewed as a form of criminal harassment. Research indicates that persistent bullying can lead to or worsen feelings of isolation, rejection, exclusion, and despair, as well as depression and anxiety, which can contribute to suicidal behavior. Interestingly, according to StopBullying.org, Incidents of cyberbullying are often part of a complex interaction. While there might be one ringleader, bystanders may be involved as well. Usually, these accomplices can be legally viewed as being just as guilty as the principal person, or persons, who are committing unwanted aggressive behaviors online. If you or a loved one has been affected by cyberbullying, don't ignore it. Reach out to the platform that has hosted the cyberbullying exchange. These entities have the names, account information, times, and even the ISP addresses of those involved, and are able to take the appropriate action against those accused. This includes various sanctions from their business, including account termination. And while they have, and can use this user information to bring cyberbullying to a stop on their platforms once it's reported, you have the power before you even click for help. Don't try to fight cyberbullies alone, and don't empower them in allowing their attempts to ruin your life. Cyberbullying is bullying, and this online viciousness stops with you. Message from the Weird Media Network, Video Fun Southwest, RightWingMedia.net and the station. Well, we're back, ladies and gentlemen, with the Romeo Show. Uh, we would like to thank Blog Talk Radio, Podchaser, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, ACAPS, Player FM, Sounder FM, and Apple Podcast. Heck yeah. You Apple users can now enjoy the Romeo Show at Apple Podcast and get the experience that you 
would love to enjoy by listening to our show with potentially taking off your liberal buddy listening right next to you while you're on a nice little joy car ride. But and before you, we wrap this up real quick. You read my like mind, Romeo. That, huh? I, you read my mind. Uh, we've got a really hopeful show coming up tomorrow, uh, filling in for rightwingmedia.net, Juliet Greystone. Uh, Hi. And, and, yes. In fact, um, Romeo, you know, it, what you've been discussing is so important, but yet so heavy. It's good sometimes to have a balance of something hopeful to look for. And tomorrow on uh, rightwingmedia.net with Juliet Greystone filling in for me uh, because I get to do a little bit of administrative and uh technical and management stuff behind you know for another week or so juliet has got a really good show lined up tomorrow at 7 p.m well excuse me 6 p.m pacific time and so on across the board uh juliet you want to tell us what you're going to be talking about juliet can you can you can you tell us juliet what your show discusses tomorrow and then i will try to read some emails and comments too but I want to hear yes. what you got tomorrow, Juliet. Yes, I'm going. I'm going to be talking. I'm going to be talking about. Um, I'm going to be saying some reassuring Bible scriptures and stuff. You know, kind of, so that people can hear them and you know feel peace about God when during these hard times and stuff. You know, kind of put the peace of God in this crazy world so that people feel more encouraged and, and stuff. And, and best of all, this show is produced in, in America, not uh, Canada not Canada or China. Right. So, Juliet, um, can you tell me what, like, what kind of message would you be giving me tomorrow? Um, just about um, peace and, you know, how God is here and is in control of things and that you know, God is always here with us, and He sees what's going on. And you know, He's He's not He's keeping us all safe, even if it seems like He's not. Oh, and that's scary. Well, Julia, we do thank you for you know being able to have you on the show and take over, Scott. You know, a lot of people kind of do wonder: Has Scott really lost his mind? And <laughs> uh, no offense to my producer, I I really sometimes think he's lost more than his marbles, if you will. Uh, you'll have to forgive the movie hook pun in there. But I think Scott definitely needs that R&R with Shaniqua and AOC. I think that might be good, that he has his coffee served by a very good barista. Don't you think, Juliet? Yeah, I think so. I'm I'm glad I yes. was able to fill in and, and be able to help out. Well, and that's we're happy to have you. Before we end the show real quick, we got an email from Buddy Budweiser nine five five saying, Romeo, I really do think that this is an intriguing show about how you're discussing possible Trump connections with the China virus and it is also good to have a fresh Breath of fresh air by having Juliet Greystone on the show. I would like to thank you as a Christian myself, 
me and my family both do worry about the COVID-19 shots, the COVID-19 pandemic, and worrying a little bit about the politic dirtiness, if you will, side of America's dirty deeds in politicians doing stuff that they shouldn't be doing. God bless you all, and we'll be glad to have Scott come back, and hopefully Scott will be well and rested to join the show. And thank you, buddy Budweiser, for definitely doing that. And we're going to read maybe two or three more real quick before we end the show and maybe end in a quick prayer if Juliet wants to. Um, Sissy Sally says, Romeo, I do wonder sometimes, Trump has been acting weird, and I want to know your quick opinion on why do you think Trump took the shot? Do you think it's possibly because Trump might have possibly taken a fake vaccine that was not really the real vaccine, but something that was an imitation of the vaccine. Well, Mm. Sally, I will definitely give you my piece of advice here. I think that it is possible that Trump did maybe take a fake vaccine. Not really going to say yes or no, but it is possible and plausible, if anything. Because, you know, thinking about this all the whole entire Broadcast. I had to think about this. Why would Trump take the vaccine if maybe he if he was against it the first place? There wouldn't make any sense of that, and I can't make sense of it. But we'll go to one more, and there is one from actually Juliet Greystone who writes, "Romeo, I do appreciate you are a godsend to everyone, and thank you for spreading the news of conservatism, and thank you for spreading the God's love." For the world today and thank you for doing everything you have done on the show and thank you scott and thank you for firing shaniqua i really hate that dirty person of a robot or ai whatever you call it but thank you for putting me in her place and hopefully i will make the broadcasting right-wing media a great place for people to come and worship God and enjoy my word that I spread for God and God's word only. Well, thank you, Juliet, for those kind words. And we're about out of time, but before we go, I will keep you guys up to date on rightwingmedia.net and my YouTube channel, Romeo Hill. If you'd like to check out my YouTube channel, Romeo Hill is my YouTube channel. And Check me out there, and I will give you guys an update next Tuesday. If there is any update, we have posted this all over social media, Fox, CNN, MSNBC, New York Times, all over. This is going to be huge. I'm your host, Romeo Hill, with my sidekick and uh, partner in crime, Julia Greystone and the whack nut job of a boss that I don't get paid enough to even want to make an introduction out of him. Scott, who is not funny, hum. Well, he can't hum. He can probably blow Dixie out. Well, we're not going to mention that part, but you know who I am. Anyway, I'm your host, Romeo Hill. I thank you for joining us. We will see you next time. Adios, amigos. Mm-hmm.